Hello, you scallywags. This is John Sello, President and Lead Instructor of the Tactical Pirate, bringing you today's episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. And that's what's going to happen today. A Pirate Will Talk Guns. Thanks for listening. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you for dropping in on this, our introductory episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. I'm John Sello, the President and Lead Instructor at the Tactical Pirate. We're a professional firearms training firm that teaches the defensive application of handguns, carbines, and shotguns. We're putting this podcast together to help our listeners get a fuller understanding of the shooting sports and personal defense, and the guns and gear that are used in both. Our plan will be to do that through discussion, like this episode will be, along with some gear reviews, interviews with industry professionals, open discussions, and answering questions submitted by our listeners. Now, you may be asking yourself, why should I listen to anything this chucklehead has to say? Well, I've been an instructor for 40-plus years. I did some time in civilian law enforcement, work in the patrol division, several years in an undercover capacity on a vice narcotics multi-agency task force. I was tasked with writing the proposal to establish our agency SWAT team along with the initial requirements and operational manual and was a member of the initial team. I retired from the Georgia Army National Guard Military Police Corps where I did three deployments to the Mideast, first one to Iraq, where I was head of the personal security detail for the Brigade Signals Office out of Camp Buka, and then two deployments to Afghanistan. First deployment to Afghanistan was with our infantry brigade, went to Kunduz province up in northern Afghanistan up at the mountains, and our job there was to train the Afghan National Police. Oddly enough, my first two weeks there training the Afghan National Police had absolutely nothing to do with guns, as I was training them to drive their stick shift Ranger pickup trucks. So you have to picture me in full kit, crammed into the passenger seat of a Ranger pickup truck, an ANP officer driving, and my interpreter in the back seat frantically relaying everything I'm trying to tell the driver. And even though we managed to get into several gunfights during that deployment, I think the most dangerous thing I did was training the Afghan National Police to drive. My second Afghan deployment, I was in Camp Phoenix in Kabul running the Quick Reaction Force. And I got to say, on both deployments, I was blessed with serving with some of the best soldiers I'd served with my entire time in. In between Afghanistan deployments, I was assigned to the pre-mobilization training and assistance element at Fort Stewart, Georgia, where I was training units preparing to go overseas. In that position, I trained them on everything from the 9mm M9 pistol up to the Mark 19 40mm automatic grenade launcher. Post-deployments, I was fortunate to be asked by the Georgia Army National Guard marksmanship team to come on as an adjunct instructor for a couple of the firing clinics that they put on. I love to shoot, shoot regularly in International Defensive Pistol Association matches, Steel Challenge matches, and pretty much any other kind of match I can weasel my way into to send some rounds down range. All in all, it's just a long-winded way of saying I've been around a gun or two in my time. And while I do shoot competitively, the courses I teach are, are purely defensive in, in nature. There's a huge difference between competitive shooting and shooting to keep yourself alive. For instance, when I'm shooting a IDPA match, 
I'm not so much interested in time as I am using cover and concealment effectively, just like you would on the street. If you shoot an IDPA match and game it where you're you're making a good time on there, if those translate over into your actions on the street, you're pretty much going to have the life expectancy of one of Captain Kirk's girlfriends. It's really pretty important to know the difference between competitive shooting and shooting for survival. Know the difference. Know what you want to be good at. There's a distinct difference between the two disciplines. While while we're talking about competitive shooting, I'm in Anderson, South Carolina, and I live 10 minutes away from the range that I shoot in matches and do the the vast majority of my classes at. And I I want to give a quick shout out to the Skip J Range. You can see them online at skipjrange.com. It's a members-only outdoor range, uh, just a great facility. There's nine bays that are just, you can set up any way you want to shoot them, work out of the holster, a lot of things you can do outdoors that you're just not allowed to do on an indoor range. There's a 50-yard range. There's a 100-yard rifle bay where you can sight in your rifle for deer hunting, whatever. Uh, There's a shoot house that we can configure in any way, shape, or form. It's just a, a great facility, and the owners, Kevin and Susan James, are just wonderful people, just absolute salt of the earth. The range manager, Terry Candler, is also the IDPA match director there, and Terry puts together some very unique, challenging, fun-to-shoot IDPA matches, uh, steel matches, two-gun matches, just all-around great people. It's just a great experience there. Susan James has recently started a chapter of uh, Armed Women of America, uh, transitioning over from the well-armed woman to Armed Women of America. It's just a, a great organization, great for shooters of any experience level. The current membership that they have there has everything from uh, USPSA competition shooters to women who have never touched a gun before in their life. They learn just a lot, uh, a lot of good fellowship. Uh, women are the uh, women gun owners are one of the fastest growing demographics in the country right now, and to have a chapter like that at the range is it's just a, a phenomenal opportunity for them. We've actually had a, a couple of the women from that particular chapter come and shoot IDPA matches, uh, getting out of their comfort zone, getting off a of square range, getting used to moving, shooting, reloading, things of that nature. It's a great way to introduce new women shooters to the the sport. Susan's an NRA instructor. Um, one of the co-leaders is also an NRA instructor. It's just just a great opportunity for women to come learn. And speaking on that, as an instructor, uh, I got to say, it's tough to teach your wife how to shoot. I, I, my wife started shooting not long after we got married, tried to teach her as much as I could, you know, with the uh, little bit of experience I have in teaching. And it was funny. Um, one one of the times I was deployed, uh, she went and shot uh, in one of Jerry Mitchell's wife's classes. Uh, she traveled to Louisiana for it a couple days there. And uh, I talked to her on the phone uh, while I was deployed when, when she finished the course. And she was telling me all the wonderful things they taught her. And, you know, apparently for firearms instructors, it's just like consultants. Um, you know, if you're trying to teach your wife, it's it's like trying to tell your boss how to do something at work, they're not going to listen. They'll bring a consultant in 
pay him a bunch of money and essentially have them tell him the same thing. But they listen to the consultant because he's a professional and he's from out of town and he has charts and graphs. But I really can't complain. Uh, the end result, she does shoot a good bit better. Um, she's progressed tremendously over the past couple of years. So I really have no complaints. It's like I tell my students, it's, it's always a good idea to seek training from a variety of instructors. You know, vet them first. Make, make sure that they actually know what they're doing. Just because someone can teach doesn't mean they can shoot and vice versa. You know, a lot of instructors, it's those who can't do teach. You know, I always encourage them to seek out other instructors, other training. Any instructor, myself included, you know, we always look for training opportunities ourselves. There's always something you can learn. If you've stopped learning and you think you know it all, you're just cheating yourself. There's always something new you can learn. Uh, as an instructor, especially, I always find different approaches, different ways of overcoming shooters' problems. You know, so my, my wife seeking training from another instructor was, was a wonderful thing. You know, any of the Michelick family, you really can't complain about anybody going to them for training. If anybody can operate a gun, it's, it's any one of that family. And like I said, I'm a, a huge proponent of, of seeking other training. If you go to my website, tacticalpirate.com, and go to our resource page. I've got several other instructors listed on there. I'm not shy. You know, there's uh, there's plenty of training opportunities for everybody. And my goal in life is to have my students and anybody really that's that's serious about learning how to shoot get the best training they can. It's always better to learn something the right way the first time because it's that much harder to break bad habits. So. If your training is consistent of crazy Uncle Ernie taking you to the gravel pit, sticking a 1911 in your hand and telling you to shoot that tin can and pretty much not giving any other instruction beside that, you might be developing bad habits. It's going to cost you more money in the long run trying to get them fixed with a, an actual instructor. Well, I appreciate you dropping in and listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, anything you'd like to hear in the future, drop me an email at john at tacticalpirate.com. Visit us at our website at tacticalpirate.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, a couple other social media platforms if you're interested in that. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Next podcast, I plan on doing a review on what you absolutely have to have in your range bag for a successful range trip. Have a good week. Go out, shoot, be safe, be effective.